0: It's news to us live. How's everybody doing? It's the week of March 21st, 2022. Uh, is it weird to say 2022 for you, Chris at all? I know uh, for a lot, it's probably not weird, but for me, I still get a little bit weirded out by saying 2022. I don't know why you still tripped up on
1: the, the year.
0: Yeah, not because it was uh 2021 to 2022, but more so because I think about, uh, all the years that I have experienced and the Uh, fact that it's 2022 is I like, you know, I know that it's cliche to say, I thought we'd have flying cars by now, but where the fuck are they?
1: Yeah. That's never, ever, ever going to happen because it's insanely dangerous. Basically, you know, what you're talking about is everybody getting a pilot's license and everybody is like flying airplanes, but like bumper to bumper, like, like nose to tail. That's so yeah. Forget the point. Yeah, it's, it's never going to happen. Is it Never going to happen?
0: I think it's more likely that we just are all in autonomous self-driving cars here in the next few years. That's, that's more, I mean, that's happening already in Las yeah. Vegas. They're doing that. And uh, that's going to start spreading everywhere. If we don't die in, uh, in the next few years, because of global warming, that's the
1: caveat to all of this. Yeah. Or nuclear war, whatever, yeah. whatever your, your cup of doomsday happens to be, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll there's f- a little bit of doomsday for everybody right now.
0: Yeah. Pick your. You, know, uh, you got the
1: global pandemic. You got your nuclear war. You got your global warming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and you my know, erections uh, aren't as firm and full as they used to be. Uh, I don't now, know. Now that's, that's, uh, that's
0: the real uh, crisis in America and in the world, the global crisis right now. Why are yeah. we not focusing on that? Right, that Joe Biden isn't doing anything for you. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but we, we will focus in on the global warming aspect of of the world going to hell, and uh, we'll we'll we can kind of be like Alex Jones or uh, Pat Robertson and talk about the end of the world and end of times. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, it's Great. news to us. <laughs> IWB Radio. As uh, we mentioned, we are live on IW Radio. My name is Eddie. Chris is here. Jason is out on assignment. He'll be back, hopefully, uh, by next week. This is the word. So, uh, yeah, but this is, uh, before we get into, you know, the end of the world with global warming, which is something that freaks me out on an existential level, uh, like, on a weekly basis, how are you doing, Chris?
1: (laughs) You doing okay? Let's check in with you you know I'm okay I don't want to uh, well we're starting a doomsday (laughs) show so I guess it's okay to start on a bit of a downer note but uh, oh no one of my dogs 10 days ago ah yeah no which one uh Spud he's a tiny well we have had two chihuahuas so you lost him is that you said he passed away we yeah we had to we had to put him to sleep oh Um, I'm so sorry yeah, some kidney failures so Got yeah it. I'm feeling better I'm glad we didn't do a show last week I was still in the dumps jeez the man i I don't know I, I,
0: you must be going through a hard time with that I was thinking I've been thinking about this a lot lately with my dog because he's 11 and uh you know he as soon as he goes it's gonna be a big big soul crusher I don't know how I'm gonna yeah. deal with that yeah I don't I have to, I have to like start preparing myself for it now. It's like the you know our dogs become our uh, they're our companions and our family members and
1: you know I I like animals better than most people same and geez uh, my yeah, I, I fucking love
0: my dog I like every day yeah. I pet pet the guy and give him kisses and love and I've never been that close to a human being <laughs> yeah uh, anyways uh, speaking of human beings we're all gonna die. It, yeah. uh, global warming is not looking good right now. And I know that we have heard the alarms being sounded over and over again, but we, you know, we have to talk about global warming because it is a crisis that is facing us right now. It's not something that's going to be happening in the future. And uh, we'll give you the latest on it with the dirty, deets. the dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. So after the pandemic the emissions rose sharply again. So during the pandemic, less people driving around. And uh, it was interesting to kind of take a look at how that might affect the environment. But now we're back to where we were before. And can everybody just stay home? Can we all work from home? What's the point? You gotta go to the office. So the, the boss can breathe down your neck. Isn't it weird? I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, Chris, but isn't it strange that as soon as the pandemic is quote unquote over, uh, gas prices go through the roof, even though the, the the price of the barrel has remained the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's your supply and demand, you know, economics right there. That's your capitalist market, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? I guess, uh, you know, I try not to beat myself up too much about, Having to drive around in a vehicle because they haven't given us affordable like electric car options yet, and I know there's like the bus and whatever, but that's not really. I mean, that also pollutes the environment, and you know, I I don't. I I, I decided that we the system. I think capitalism or whatever, whatever system. Pick your system you want to you want to uh, look right. at really wants to put the focus and the responsibility for global warming on the individual. They want to make us as individuals feel bad about our individual choices. You're absolutely right. Really, it doesn't matter if I'm driving an electric car. Like, yeah, I'm one person in a world of 7 billion people who, you know, unless everybody switches to an electric vehicles and all of the, Uh, the electrical grid around the world switches from from coal to like solar and wind, like like that's the issue. Like not right, not my individual choices. It has to be a global answer. Like everybody has to do it together. But you know, it was the uh, same thing with recycling. I've learned recently. There was a documentary. I, I I'll be honest. I didn't watch it, but uh. I caught the uh, gist of it, but you, just, you, know, you read the back the, of the DVD sleeve. Yeah, basically, yeah, you got it. Uh, but the the uh, recycling movement when that first became a thing in like the seventies mm-hmm. and the eighties, and they had the commercial with like the crying Indian, right, and whatever. Like that's when plastics first started to really uh, become a mainstay, like disposable plastics and all. Like that's when consumer products, like when it really became a force. It was mostly before that. Still, everything was like made of wood and metal and that kind of thing. And that's when plastics really became a thing. And then, so who, really who environmentalists were um, like, "Hey, this is really bad for the environment. Maybe we shouldn't be making uh, everything with plastic." The companies had to come up with a strategy about like how to take the blame off on themselves.
0: And Got they decided
1: it. to turn around and put it on the individual consumer, even man. though, Isn't even that, today, uh... like there's so many plastics that aren't recyclable, right? They, yeah, effectively, they marketed and branded this idea to us and said it was an answer. And uh, really, we have an idea, but not uh, an effective method for for how to deal with plastics, man. That, that, everything you just said is really
0: frightening. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's so, it's ridiculous how easily manipulated the masses are. A, and, and also B, like how, uh, how these maniacs in power and industry will so easily and without any moral hesitation do that kind of thing where they are, uh, they're, they're straight out lying to everybody. And, uh, you know, and telling everybody all this misinformation. Uh, as as far as uh, you know, this plastics and recycling do lead back into global warming. And uh, in the latest news, the UN chief is warning about global climate change. And uh, because of the whole war right now in Ukraine, and what uh, the world is scrambling to do is replace Russian oil, gas, and coal supplies in any form possible. But the UN chief is saying, this is madness. That's a quote. Uh, this strategy of just going balls out with this is going to have devastating effects on the environment and global warming. So this war in Ukraine, if you're wondering how does it affect me, uh, this is one way. It's uh, it's affecting all of us in this regard. If you haven't felt
1: the effects already, I mean, I don't know how you haven't, but... We tend to think of our problems around the world as like discrete and separate, but they're all systems, and all these systems are like interconnected and interrelating and like self reinforcing with each other. Right. Like our global decline in democracy and global warming and the economy and COVID. These are all things that are helping to. Worsen each other situation, you know, because yeah, it's uh, all
0: connected. We're all
1: connected. In, you know, and it's, as you uh, yeah, your climate destabilizes, your politics destabilize and you become less able to have a coherent uh, national health policy that everybody like people lose faith in the government. And then suddenly nobody's, uh, you know, people are dying unnecessarily of COVID because you know, the trust in government and, and, you know, quote unquote elites isn't there. And then you have these regional destabilizations that lead conflict, like between Russia and Ukraine. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bad scene, man. It's not good.
0: Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I was having a sip of water when you stopped talking. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, and when I say water, I mean, uh, Daddy's applesauce. I don't even know what that means. Applesauce, hard
1: cider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, Daddy's uh, applesauce. I just, uh, <laughs> Daddy's applesauce. I, I mean, I heard you, but it didn't. occur it to me. Just it, it, what a weird it makes thing no sense came out of your mouth.
0: It just sounded funny. Yeah, in my head, Daddy's applesauce. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was stupid and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you know, uh, speaking of stupid and creepy. We do have an expert on global climate change. Has recently uh, made a statement, Donald J. Trump, and oh, okay. here's his big statement on, on global climate change just recently. "Quote: In my opinion, you have a thing called weather." <laughs> in my, in his opinion, there's oh, in his opinion. Not, and I'm not going to go out on a limb and be scientific with this uh, statement because I'm no scientist. But in my opinion, there's weather. Yeah. I think
1: that's uh something that <laughs> the whole world can agree on right now is that weather is real it exists in my opinion, I have weather every i yeah, there's weather every fucking day well, right that's a matter of where oh, I am That's a matter of opinion,
0: sir, and yeah here we only state the facts yeah uh, you know and it, it gets worse with with climate change. according to a new study they found that walking our dogs could be bad for the environment. Dog feces and urine are significantly adding to nutrient pollution in nature reserves. A new study find, finds, but the caveat is if you do pick up your dog's poo, you are lessening the harm. Yeah. So pick up your dog's poo, but then you, but then you have the plastic bag and we go back back to plastics and you're throwing that in the trash. Yeah.
1: Are, are those things biodegradable? Do you think those poo bags? I know they're not. I know that because uh, my wife and I, we were buying one brand of like dog poop bags that was like marketing itself or branding itself as like biodegradable. But if you, we we bought it a couple times. But if you like read the fine print on the package, really what they were saying is that. The box that the bags—oh my in god! That is can't, biodegradable. That's biodegradable the Bags that's got, themselves that's, were not. That's, that sounds
0: like false advertising. What a bunch of a holes! It,
1: it said it right there in black and white. You, but it just wow on the box. It's like biodegradable brand dog bags or whatever. Like who gives a shit? However the box? they said it, and yeah, and then deep. deep Small, oh. tiny print in the parentheses. They're like, we mean the box, not the bags. Mm. But even they like texturize the bags to make it seem like it was that di- biodegradable plastic. Wow, What well, that's really yeah. messed up.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Th- this does uh, this whole study does give me defense though. If I decide to not pick up my dog's poop out of sheer laziness, so I could be like, ah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I don't want to put the ba- the bag in the in the in the garbage and create a, an issue there with it's not biodegradable. I forgot my biodegradable bag. Yeah. Well, if you were a
1: real environmentalist, you would just pick it up with your bare hands. Yeah, Eddie. And then fling it into traffic, or what do you yeah. do with it then? Put it in. Indians pocket. crying because of you. Should I put it in my
0: pocket, go home, and flush it? Like, what do you do then? Then you're wasting water. Like, what do you do with this waste? Do you th- you go to the nearest ravine and just throw it in? As long as it's not feeding drinking water somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. What I to don't do know. What do, you, what, thinks, yeah. what do you do with the waste? Yeah. It's always going to be a problem. I mean, poo. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, global warming is happening right now. That is the biggest point. And it's not something that's going to happen in like 2030. It's we're seeing climate change right now. And in Baghdad, uh, apparently according to the european union you you that the european union institute of security studies whoa that's a mouthful uh they project that the days when temperatures in baghdad will hit 120 degrees will go from 14 per year to more than 40 in the next two decades and it will be an absolute disaster in baghdad and uh those will be that'll be one of the first cities we see where global uh, climate change is really going to affect because uh, they have no infrastructure for this. There's no parks. There's no, it's basically just a concrete junk jungle. There's nowhere anybody can go to get out of the, the heat and the sun. And they have a lot of power issues there too. Power goes out all the time in Baghdad. So you can imagine on a really hot day, you're going to have elderly people and uh, just, I mean, everybody's going to be stuck in, in hot saunas uh, or in ovens more, more like just bacon yeah. to
1: death. That's one of the uh, amazing things about global warming that you don't hear enough about is how many people are going to die directly from heat, from heat stroke. No, like, just look at that what happened is in um, staggering.
0: Look at what like, happened in uh, Portland, Oregon, here in the United States. That was uh, last summer or the summer before they had unprecedented heat wave in Portland, Oregon. And in Portland, they don't have AC units those are very uncommon because it's very rare for the temperature to get above like 80 degrees during the summer. And they were seeing temperatures of a hundred plus for weeks and weeks on end. And yeah, people were dying. Elderly people were passing away. That just happened here in the United States.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse. And there are going to be cities globally that are going to become completely unlivable. And if, uh, Global warming really spins out of control. The entire equatorial zone of the planet's going to become uninhabitable if we see like, like five degrees Celsius of warming, which is like on the uh, worst uh, case scenario end of the spectrum for like 2100. But yeah, yeah like, uh, yeah, you won't be able to withstand that heat. Uh, basically, like in the whole tropical zone between the Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn, will just become uninhabitable. And then that displaces population and yeah, billions
0: of people. We have, you think there's a refugee crisis right now with Ukraine? Now wait until there's half the planet trying to move to the other half of the planet. That's going to be frightening.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe money, you know, it always comes down to money. This, maybe this will be something that gets people to finally do something. There is in, in another new climate change news item, the security exchange commission has proposed a new rule for the stock exchange that would require us companies to disclose the risk they face from climate change. So, if, as an investor, you would have the right to know, am I investing in a vineyard, for example, that won't be able to grow grapes in a decade? Or will this factory be underwater in 15 years? Companies will have to analyze this and disclose it to their, their shareholders. Yeah,
1: Isn't that, that wild? Makes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, it's almost surprising it hasn't happened before. Uh, but uh, you know, in One way that's a really scary uh, milestone to cross though, because, you know, instead of like companies stepping forward and being like, hey, here's what we plan to do in a positive way to, to help ameliorate this whole situation, they're just baking in, so to speak, the harm and they're just, you know, adding it to the uh, ledger so to speak it's just part of the uh, they're just writing it off they're just like oh now just make sure that you make a note for the investors so you're not defrauding your investors but it's a little bit like just uh, assuming the worst
0: yeah and it's it's also it's very strange too, to to um, think about that even as like a uh, a business owner and operator like especially like if you're in a in a vineyard or something like that, you have to think, oh, uh, is this going to be viable in 15 years, or is this all going to be on
1: fire? Yeah, if I could just say before uh, uh, we take our ad break, yeah, um, like for my money, where the uh, proverbial uh, shit is going to hit the fan is in the uh, home insurance market, uh. Oh, yeah. Because eventually it is going to become too expensive for insurance companies to insure homes because the threat to homes from like flooding and natural disasters and fire and the damages are going to be become so economical or, or so like just uh uh un unmanageable that the entire home insurance Market is going to collapse and it's going to be a financial shock like we haven't, uh, at, like we've never experienced globally. It's going to be worse than 08 or, or the COVID uh, recession uh, because it's not going to be a segment or a market that is going to recover. It's simply going to collapse and disappear. And most of people's value is in their homes and it's just going to wreak havoc with the global economy. And that's going to be, I think, mark my words, the first major climate shock that uh, that, uh, we we see globally. Mm. And uh, to quote the great Greta Thunberg,
0: how dare you? How dare you? Mm -hmm. Yes. She is uh, so right uh, on that. Anyways, uh, we all may die soon. So there we go. Uh, But in the meantime, Stay healthy with multivitamins. Ritual. Yeah, ritual multivitamins. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And that's why it's news to us. Loves ritual. It's a multivitamin that uh, has a time delayed capsule. So you get the multivitamin throughout the day. It's it's coming to you as you are uh, riding your bike or driving down the street or uh, throwing hot dogs at your neighbor. Uh, it's there. You get the nutrients and uh, it's important for, uh, for all of us here. and It's news to us and uh, me uh, to, to be making sure that I'm getting a high quality multivitamin as part of my daily routine. Cause it's being healthy. Well, if you don't have your health, what do you have? You got nothing. So uh, be proactive with your health. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients for your body. And that's what this multivitamin does. Ritual D three, two D not two D's, not one, but
1: three D's, Chris, three what are
0: those,
1: D's. Uh, what do those D's stand for? Uh, It's up to you. What those D's
0: stand for, Chris, it's up to you. And uh, two daily pills. Ah, and you feel great delivered to your door. Even better. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. Ritual. These uh, vitamins are beautiful. Beautiful vitamins. And, uh, well, now you can get 10% off just for listening to this show. Ritual.com slash news to us. That's Ritual. R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash news to us. Start your Ritual today. 10% off your first three months. That's a pretty damn good deal. So if you're already taking a multivitamin, why not try Ritual? What do you have to lose? Uh, You know. Nothing against the Flintstones vitamins at all, but why not try Ritual? That's all I'm saying. I like Flintstones vitamins. I'm not knocking it.
1: They're delicious, but uh, eventually you got to grow up. So they grow the me. f up. Be an adult and get yeah.
0: Ritual. Stop it.
1: Yeah. All right. you order them online and they deliver them to your door. So it's one one less thing to uh to worry about in this time of uh, uh crises and right. anxiety. Just take that off your list. I, I at love least you have your
0: help. I love things just coming to my door. It's the best part of this time. Yeah. I do have to say. Screw it. We were talking earlier in twenty twenty two there should be flying cars. No. In twenty twenty two we already actually are living like a really cool future where we can get on a mobile device and literally anything just shows up at our doorstep. It's
1: actually pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. A supercomputer that's like thousands of times more powerful than what they use to land man on the moon is in our right. pockets and so we just whip it out and we order our vitamins we order pretty much anything we can imagine and it just comes right to our door that's right
0: okay we'll be right back with more it's news to us a news roundup with a whole bunch of uh, stories to tell you about don't go anywhere
1: it's news to us
0: it's almost exciting that should be the s- like, tagline of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back, yeah. What?
1: Uh, we were talking about uh, taglines, potential taglines for the show Yeah. Uh, off the air just now, and uh, I was thinking of one uh, before we came back. Oh, you were? Right, uh, yeah, the world's number one podcast on Adobe Radio yeah. on right now. I like it. You know, it reminds me of um, Guns from the
0: Guns show. He calls himself the number one iTunes internet radio show, but iTunes has been defunct for about six years. So I don't know what he's talking about, but uh, all right. Uh, we're taking a, a page from his book. March Mad. Uh, can I say that?
1: <laughs> they, they have like, they, not. they have, they have NCAA copyright. To, yeah. is very litigious. Uh. Third March third month insanity. of the
0: year bonanza, yeah! Uh, wow. All right. Uh, at the big basketball game, Chris, the big game, there was a ball that got stuck in like behind the hoop. If you can imagine this, uh, there's an area where the, the ball could actually get trapped, and the uh, officials at this game—they brought out the ladders. They brought out all the big guns, but they don't have a spare ball. Well, I think they had to get the ball Even out. Even in high school, the coach always had like that
1: rack of like twelve basketballs.
0: No, you know, like the, these college games are so cheap; they don't play the pet players. They have one ball for the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, They couldn't get the ball out of there and they uh, enlisted some help from uh, a cheerleader to come in. Or maybe he's got to go on Vern's shoulders. We got toss holding Pfeiffer. Kelly is not tall enough. (laughs) So right now we're looking at uh, the ball stuck. It's kind of like on top of the, what do you call that? The headboard of the bed? Backboard. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> shows how much I know about basketball. I like basketball. Oh, Don't right. get me wrong. I'm just not a huge like sports fanatic, but I, I like basketball. So there's uh the
1: ball is stuck on top of the, the the backboard. Between the backboard and like the uh the like the camera uh right what do you call it, the whole camera like the, the rig. Uh right, right. The, then they that brought they they in a like uh, behind the behind the net shots or whatever.
0: Yeah. Very important to have that angle and for three seconds and they brought in like this, uh, this referee and he was standing on top of like a step stool with uh, a broom and he couldn't reach like they brought on like the referee is like five, five. Why not use the seven foot tall basketball player? Right.
1: Anyways, uh, the video, the video goes on. We'll try to, and then, then they got (laughs) the idea. (laughs) <laughs> Be like, hey, this is the perfect opportunity to trick one of the cheerleaders to come oh! stand on this ladder You're right. while we're all standing below her. Oh
0: my. Okay, let's see. Good boy, Your issues here in Portland. Yeah. Why don't we get a new goal? Why don't the cheerleaders? Uh, there? <laughs> I know. The, the ref is 5'2", and he's standing around like these literal yeah. giants. He's
1: standing on this chair and he's still shorter than the player that's standing next to him
0: that's like standing next to your girlfriend as she's trying to reach a glass from the upper part of the cabinet and you could clearly reach it, but you just give her a stool instead and stand right next to her while she's doing it. I don't understand. Anyways, going up high. Let's get it. Yes. Get the cheerleader up. So now a uh, cheerleader is coming, and she's gonna do like a pyramid to get the ball out of the uh, the stuck position.
1: Oh, she's got to, like a nailed cheerleader like lifting her up. Yeah, she does.
0: Her one shining <laughs> that moment, really? Oh man, Come on, dick. her one shining moment. That was that was a dick move, right? Yeah, that'll be the
1: girl's the greatest moment in that girl's life because she's a girl. It's all down here, hill from Hoping here. Helping the boys finally, instead of being a dumb girl on the sidelines, she's finally been a productive member. What a dick! Yeah.
0: All right, she's going to be an amazing. She's probably the. This is the next president of the United States we're looking at, and she did an amazing job. Thank you very much. Whatever your name is, you have many more great moments ahead of you. Uh, I that uh, announcer is a fucking douchebag. But that—that's kind of a fun one.
1: That one with the, yeah. the ball getting up there. Still don't understand how there's not another ball somewhere. <laughs> you know when i was like eight or nine the only basketball game i've ever been to was a denver nuggets game and we were sitting behind the basket and there were like really good seats we were like five rows back or something mm-hmm. i just i wasn't into it i wanted to see like a harlem Globetrotters trotters game or something oh okay like i didn't really care but uh yeah somebody threw the ball over the backboard and it came and it landed right between me and my sister, and it kind of hurt. And <laughs> they kind of hurt. And they took the ball. What? And uh, from kids? Yeah, they just. Yeah, and uh, well, they yeah, have one. Ball I never for the got league. an apology. I just learned with
0: basketball, play. they have one ball for the league.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, uh, David, I'll get some looking at
0: you. That's messed up, though. If the ball hits a child, you, like you give the child the ball, I thought it's like just etiquette, right? In baseball, if it gives the child a
1: concussion, you just give them the ball and like the parents don't sue. Yeah. Could you imagine if a baseball game only had one baseball? That would be completely... Yeah.
0: They've got a lot of games to play. A lot of people standing around out there on the field just waiting for the ball. Does this sound good to you or gross to you? A Snickers bar in between two pickles. That sounds disgusting. I hate pickles. Ah, well if you hate pickles, then you're definitely not going to appreciate this. Nick Cannon says that he's a big long time admirer of the snickel. You put a snicker bar between two pickles and then uh you get a delicious treat. I'm all about the snickle. You about take a snicker. snicker and put it in the middle
1: of a pickle. Yeah. Oh, I, think I might be the <laughs> snickle eating champion. I just-
0: Doesn't it look like a like a, a log of poo in between two pickles. That's so gross.
1: Well, yeah, that does not, not look good.
0: appetizing. When, when? one no.
1: I'll tell you what I do want to try someday, and I regret I didn't uh, I I didn't find it when I was actually in Scotland. But they will deep fry candy bars. I think it's like a like a Mars bars, oh, yeah. like the traditional. I want I want to have that. Someday. That, sounds, that sounds good. That sounds great. But yeah, but stickers in a pickle. That's gross. Grosse. This is on my radio show. I've yes. eaten lots of snickles. People
0: love it. Yeah, is it People what y'all this, all, this is
1: good, y'all. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. So Nick Cannon takes a bite
1: of it. And he's like, yeah, so good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't- yeah, why Mariah Carey divorced him. She's like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I've got to get out of this relationship. <laughs> oh, he's eating,
0: eating snickels in bed every uh, evening. just sitting there next to him. <laughs> That's worse than crackers. Um, yeah. But I would try it, though. You know, I kind of wish we had uh, prepared some of that.
1: You would try it? Oh, there's no way.
0: Cause maybe it might be yeah. like you're not you're not a pickle fan. I love pickles. I can pickle kinda, is
1: like the last food that like I really like. I'm a vegetarian, so I won't eat meat. But like I, anything I, I else, haven't told I'll, you I'll this recently. I'm, like, I'm
0: pretty much a vegetarian now too. Like I barely eat meat anymore. No, I don't absolutely. know if I told you that, but no. I would still eat the Snickle.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no pickles. Pickles the last food that like like I have other foods that I like. I like. I like some food more than others, and some food I'm only lukewarm about, but the pickles, the last food, I'm like, no. Like, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a cucumber that has been soaking in pond scum for like eight uh, years.
0: No, not pond scum. You soak it in vinegar, and you soak it in sugar, and it's maple grime. syrup, and all, of, and like, I, I it's Brian. Oh, I love pickled! You, you would not uh, do well in uh, Scotland. It's all pickled crap. You went to Scotland, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all pickled
1: shit. I don't uh, remember running into any of that. I'll tell you what: I had some vegetarian haggis there, and it was the best thing I ate in Europe. Ooh!
0: Speaking of traveling, this is a good segue. What happens when somebody dies on a plane? Do you have any clue, Chris? What happens when a passenger dies on an airplane?
1: Um. Well, if her name is Stacy. You don't touch your breasts. I'll tell you. The HR made that very clear. Okay,
0: El Franken. You don't do that. Uh, no, I don't like, what like, like really. What, what do you? What do you think? Hap- what do you think the flight crew does when somebody they should dies? Probably just
1: cover them with a sheet because there's nothing else he can do.
0: Okay, well, there's a flight attendant that called into a, uh, a fellow podcast show and talked about this very issue, and this has gone viral on Tic Tac with millions of uh, <laughs> <laughs> with millions of views on Tic Tac. So uh, here we go.
1: You're so old. Tic-tac, where are my Tic Tacs? My <laughs> the
0: thing that always kind of freaks me out is that we have to put them back in their seat and we have to recline the seat a little bit and put like a a blanket all up to their neck so we cannot cover their face oh yes so if it's
1: a full flight and the person next to you has a heart attack and we can't move anymore you have a dead person next to you until we land jesus and you just have to make it look like they're sleeping
0: yeah and we if someone says is the person next to me dead you have to say it appears so
1: oh my god <laughs> e as on the opl podcast Thank you for that clip. Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, you should cover their face. Good God. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I think that's. Uh, I I forgot to tell uh tell the story on the show. Um, uh, mm. my most recent flight I had. Uh, somebody actually was having a uh, seizure on the flight. What? Yeah, and uh, for the first time in my life, I heard the expression: "Is there a doctor on the flight?" Wow! Yeah, well, on the like, overhead. No, no, just like somebody was like standing up and like yelling it. And was and, like, there
0: a doctor on the flight? Yeah, there was like a cardiologist. You know,
1: I and like a, like a couple of amazing. nurses came forward too. Yeah,
0: I feel like every flight has at least one. It's like going to your primary care provider. You have the primary care provider, and then you have all the specialists that they would refer you to. You have the the podiatrist, you have the cardiologist, you have the neurosurgeon. They're all there on every flight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's always a fucking doctor.
1: That's great. Yeah. So what That's happened? The FAA regulation. So they cover this. Person uh, with a sh- so the person was covered with a sheet. Is what you're trying to say? No, no, oh. they. they- Okay. It was a seizure, and they (sighs) they came to, or however you describe, they emerged from the 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 seizure. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, this was uh, like four or five rows in front of me, maybe maybe six or seven. So I could kind of see, but I couldn't hear. Uh, but uh, yeah, the flight continued as normal. And uh, yeah, they. They got them some water, and you know, so it must have been a, uh, and you know, on perhaps epileptic or or something, and wasn't their first seizure because so it was, not it was a, mid it was a, mid an emergency f- landing or anything. All right, mid flight when this happened, would
0: yeah. you be annoyed if somebody had a seizure when you're about to take off, and then your flight gets delayed? And then everything's okay. <laughs> in the end, they bring on the doctor.
1: He's like, "I just need a little bit of water." I mean, I can, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're delayed. I, I can, I can have more than one emotion, right? I think a little bit of, an uh, honest, yeah, you're right. But, you know, that, like uh, it wouldn't the... overwhelm or overpower my concern for this person. Like, yeah, first and foremost, I would want the person to be okay. But like, I'm only human. I'm also thinking about my situation, and you know.
0: Yeah, being on a delayed flight is really just frustrating, um, yeah. especially when you're on the return flight. Going there, if, especially if you're going on vacation, it's not as bad because you're like, ah, eh, whatever, I've checked out. But like, if you're trying to get home, that's when it like really it, like is bad. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I think that's about all we got. So uh, unless you have any final thoughts or words or things you wanted to bring up before we wrap up the show chris uh
1: no just uh yeah uh yeah well, oh, I hear stay you. strong ukraine oh yes ukraine so stay strong yeah you got um, this keep keep fighting the good fight i suppose the world is with you Right. As corny and cheesy as that sounds, it's true, though. And uh, yeah, we'll, um, I'm sure, talk
0: more about that in upcoming shows. So we're definitely not ignoring Ukraine. We talked about it many times throughout the, the several episodes, but I w- there's no way we can't revisit that later in, in like next week or the week
1: after. So, <clears throat> anyways, it's amazing how little progress uh, the Russian military has made. They're really looking like a paper tiger right now, but, uh, yeah, you know, there's no reason to um, think that Putin won't just tighten the vice and like, Mm. you know, it's, it's really becoming a horrible situation with civilian casualties and they're targeting civilians. It's, It's awful.
0: Yeah. They have nothing left. Um, many military experts are saying it's a, it's a full on stalemate. So, Russia has no choice but to target civilians at this point to just be a dick. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, anyways, to our friends in, uh, Eastern Europe, our hearts are with you. And even, uh, even those good Russians out there, because there are, I mean, like, yeah, the R- Russian people, I have nothing against. Did you see the, the video Agreed. that, um, um, that, uh, Schwarzenegger put out a few, a couple days ago, like a day or two ago. I did not. Very, very good message. And maybe we can just play the whole thing to close out the show. It's uh, sure. He wanted it to go viral and it's like, geez, it's, she's actually is nine minutes long. We can't play the whole thing. Never mind. I thought it was two minutes, but he talks about uh, how much he loves the Russian culture and the people and how his dad fought in world war two. Um, and, was fighting for Germany and was injured by, uh, just, and, and, and the the whole uh, atrocity with the war and hated his life, and then um, Schwarzenegger like turns that into like this really big beautiful message about uh, saying, Russian people, we love you. We just need you to to look at your government and what they're doing. And they're lying to you and wake up to the lies and it was really well done. And it's gone viral on, uh, every platform on, on Reddit, which I, I particularly like Arnold Schwarzenegger comments himself on Reddit. He's a Redditor. And, um, when it went viral on there, he like thanked everybody and was like, yeah, thank you so much for helping me spread the word. Um, but, uh, Anyways, go look at that. It's on our, I, I retweeted it on It's News to Us just now on Twitter. So that's it. Uh, bye. We stand with Ukraine and we'll see you next time on It's News to Us. Good night.